when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. Josh and Chuck here. Jerry's there too. Dave's here, kind of, and this is Short Stuff. (laughs) This, I think, is sort of why we started Short Stuff. This is the perfect little Mm -hmm. bite-sized topic and this one, uh, the articles that I used to cobble this together were from uh, HowStuffWorks.com and the Chicago Tribune Ooh. and one of our old favorites, Atlas Obscura. Ayo. <laughs> Let's talk mood rings. Yeah. So if you were um, alive in the mid-70s and probably over the age of eight, My there's God. a good chance that you had a mood ring, Chuck. I did not. I believe my sister did, though. Sure. Of course. Your older sister, right? Yeah, six years older. So that that was right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. And they just kind of came out of nowhere. In 1975, there's a couple of theories of who came up with it, as we'll see. But within a few months, 40 million mood rings sold. (laughs) And then just like everything else that was a fad in the 70s, Pet Rocks, uh, well, Pet Rocks, um, it was just gone as fast as it came along. Key parties. Cocaine. All that stuff went away. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing how fast and how um, lucrative this flash in the pan was. Yeah. Uh, invented, and there's a couple of uh, stories here uh, about who introduced this thing. Most people point to, um, in 1975, uh, Maris Ambats and Josh Reynolds yeah. as the inventors. Uh, Reynolds, as the story goes at least, was a uh, Wall Street worker and was uh, very stressed out with that high stress job um, said I'm going to I'm going to drop out I'm going to start uh, getting into biofeedback mm-hmm. I'm going to open a meditation center it's called the Qtran LTD or <laughs> Qtran Limited I guess sure and he said I got a ring that actually produces mood feedback mm-hmm. so the idea is that you can you can see how you're doing literally by looking at the ring on your finger and then know where you are if you're anxious, if you're upset, if you're uh, if you're chilled out, and what you need to do. Like you might need to meditate or come and pay me money to come to my center. Sure, and there's actually like legitimacy to that with biofeedback in particular, where if you can recognize what emotional state you're in, you can actually take steps to get out of it. If it's a negative emotional state, you can sure. um, purposely um, relax your muscles, like your neck muscles. You can um, try breathing exercises that slow your heart rate a little bit. Like it's, And that's the point of it. It's to be aware of your emotions. And you so go what to a tea was, party. Exactly. And what he was coming up, or you could do some cocaine. Sure. What he was coming up with was this ring that you could just look down at and be like, oh, that's my mood. I need to, like, I'm actually anxious, so I need to do some yoga. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty smart. Yeah. So that's that's one, uh, maybe we should, no, let's go ahead and talk about the next guy. Okay. Before we take our break. Um, the other story, uh, which doesn't have a whole lot around it, like on the internet, almost everyone points to Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, and Maris Ambats. Um, but Marvin Wernick. 
uh, was a jeweler. And some people say he invented the mood ring uh, kind of the same year, basically, 1975. Yeah. Because uh, he saw a doctor uh, put uh, thermotropic tape to the forehead of a child to measure their temperature mm-hmm. and thought, hey, you know, that's that's a great idea if we could just measure our body temperature and sort of see it, uh, you know, beyond like a readout, but see a color, I could market that. And uh, he didn't get a patent. And I don't think we said earlier, Josh Reynolds didn't get a patent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a while to do that. And like we said, this thing was a really quick flash in the pan. Uh, and so by the time any of these guys tried to get a patent, it was kind of over. Yeah. There was one guy who has a patent, a Chinese inventor who patented it in 1997. I love that. But even still, like by the time that, that I mean, just by the time Josh Reynolds tried it, it was over. 1997, it's like, why would you even waste your money on that? But Well, I, I think that's not too dumb, though. Like, it could come back in a new and different way. Okay, all right. And then this dude holds the patent. Not a bad idea. Okay, fine. Especially, oh, I could see doing that because the 70s were in again in the 90s. So, yeah, so, something could right. retrend. Hats off, unnamed Chinese inventor. Like, I own the patent to parachute pants. <laughs> that would be lucrative. I bought that in the 90s, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Man, did you ever have parachute pants in the in the 90s? No, I was, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money to buy, like, the fashionable stuff, and that was never in the, the uh, I never can remember the name, but whatever the thing is where your shoelaces have one too many eyes or your zipper is backwards or whatever. <laughs> oh, the... Um, like factory seconds, but there's another the, name for them too. Factory rejects? I don't know. But anyway, that's oh, where I was shopping. Ain't right. And the uh, parachute pants never came through there. I probably would have gotten them had I had the opportunity. Uh, well, I had some and they were something else. you were rich. They were not like... <laughs> I, these were not really nice high. They weren't like Hermes parachute pants or anything like that. I don't even know what that is. Hermes is a very high-end luxury brand. Okay. And I don't think they ever made parachute pants. And now that you. joke sucks because I had to explain the whole thing. Oh, no. Let's go to break. You should have said Gucci. All right, let's go to break. Hey everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one time fee or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Hey, everybody. If you're building a deck at work and you want to supercharge it, check out Canva presentations. Work docs have been the same for too long. But Canva docs are different. They're visual. They grab readers' attention with images, charts, tables, and videos playable right in the doc. Plus, docs don't have to be just words on a page. You can make your docs pop with Canva docs. 
That's right. And Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, HR, ops, marketing, and more, Canva presentations can be the solution for you. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, adding images, graphics, charts, data visualizations, all from a massive media library. It's super easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. So start designing today at canva.com, designed for work. That's C-A-N-V-A dot com. All right, Charles. I know what Gucci is. Yeah, I should have said Gucci. <laughs> or uh, Polo. <laughs> okay. That joke is in the rear view. How about Lacoste? that? Lacoste. So we're talking mood rings after all. And um, not just mood rings. They came out with like mood pendants, mood chokers, mood bracelets, uh, anything to show you what your mood was. And um, if you kind of start diving into... Uh, mood rings or what later became called like mood jewelry, bio mood, bio mood jewelry or truth jewelry. Um, there's an actual like function of those rings. It's not mm-hmm. a stone. It's not magic or anything like that. Well, it's magic if you find science magical. But there's a pretty easy explanation for it. Yeah. Like, and before we get to that, like the question is, do mood rings work? Mm-hmm. And the answer, my, Chuck's answer after reading a lot about this is kind of. I have the same answer. Kind of? Kind of. Yeah, they're, they're, definitely not, um, they're definitely not BS or bunk. No, but at the same time, I think a lot of people who think that they're real think that it's actually sensing your emotion. It's not. It's just sensing minute changes in temperature on your skin. That's right. Uh, so how these work is, is it's got a... Uh, sometimes a little, there's a little hollow uh, glass container uh, mounted in a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it was like a clear glass stone on a little thin sheet uh, of these liquid crystals. And inside the clear glass container were these thermotropic liquid crystals. Yes, which I looked up and I cannot make heads or tails of what they're used for specifically or mm-hmm. – it's everything about it is like all nothing but science direct and it's all arcane. I wonder if uh, what's it called when you can like uh, predator s- heat sensing uh, thermal imaging? Yeah, is that, does that got anything to do with it? I don't know. I don't think so. I saw that it's used in displays, but I didn't see how or what kind of displays. I mean, it's well, all, liquid crystal displays. I guess LCDs. Yeah, I guess so. LCD sound system. Sure, they use thermotropic liquid crystals, sure. But at any rate, as my friend Josh would say, the upshot is these liquid crystal molecules are just super sensitive, uh, and they are very sensitive to temperature in particular. Right. And when temperature is, uh, is, is affecting these crystals, they will twist around, they'll move positions uh, depending on that temperature, and what happens then is uh, when they're twisting around, they are affecting the light spectrum, and that is why it is literally changing color. Yeah, like they twist one way, they reflect blue, so the thing looks blue. They twist another way because of a, a change in temperature, they reflect black or green or something like that. I think amber is another one. Um, and so, 
the reason that this isn't actually bunk is because your skin does undergo minute temperature changes when your mood changes. Yeah. And what they did was they basically calibrated the temperature of an emotion, your skin temperature when you're um, experiencing some emotion or a kind of neutral emotion, and figured out what what um, color that creates in the thermotropic liquid crystals. And then they basically said, well, if your mood ring is this color, you're probably experiencing this emotion. So it's they cobbled together like a bunch of different things that are real um, and put them together in something that is kind of real. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that they um, came up with an average uh, on the color scale, which is green, mm-hmm. uh, based on your average body temperature. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we can go through the colors here. Sure. Uh, green is normal, like I said. Check. Uh, if you go up on the scale, you go to the bluish green. That means you're kind of relaxed. All right. Uh, if you are blue, you are calm slash relaxed. And if you're dark blue, if it really goes blue, that means you're feeling like really good. You're like maybe passionate about something. You're like maybe a little, yeah, a little romantic or super happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it goes down the scale from amber to gray to black. From, you know, nervous or anxious to very nervous or anxious to just really feeling super stressed. Right. And so, again, it kind of makes some sense when you are um, feeling passionate. You're probably a little bit flushed. Sure. And so your skin temperature is going to increase. Um, When you're anxious, you actually start to feel a little bit cold. Mm -hmm. Your skin temperature decreases. I'm not sure if it's calibrated so accurately that you could divide it like that but right sure it's possible it's not like completely out of the out of the realm of possibility the point is it doesn't matter anymore because mood rings aren't really around that's right and there are a lot of other things that go into your emotional state beyond the temperature of your skin so that's why i firmly land on uh it kind of works i think that's great and enough ch- for a teenager in the 70s to buy it <laughs> exactly Uh, Chuck delivered his verdict on mood rings, which means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.